Welcome to Holy Horror. I'm your host, V, and I'm so happy, excited, and very grateful that I get to be here with you again for a new episode. I talk a lot about superpowers in this podcast, and people tend to laugh at me because they think I'm joking. They think that I'm referring to Superman and Batman and the Avengers and cartoons and this fantasy world that does not exist because it doesn't apply to us. And when I'm speaking about superpowers, I'm telling you about your innate nature of doing things that go beyond the limitations that you set with your mind. Today, I want to speak about a specific superpower that I've been trying to unlock within my life. I do not have a boss. I don't have a set schedule that I have to follow. I don't have to do things in someone else's time. I don't go to work from nine to five. I don't have to get lunch ready or prepare myself to go to work every day. I do whatever I want to do, whenever I want to do it, every single day. And yes, that is an absolute blessing. And a lot of people out there are aiming to get to this place that I'm at right now, regardless of circumstances that took me here. But the thing is that I don't have anyone to keep me accountable but myself. My own self-esteem and my own discipline are the two things that really keep my life in track. So if I wake up one day and I don't want to do anything, then I won't do anything at all. But then I feel like I'm failing myself. So I'm always aiming to find those things that are going to help me unlock the power of flow. Luckily, I get to operate on a creative space most of my days because I'm trying to create for you. I'm trying to study. I'm trying to educate myself. I'm trying to come up with the ideas and the things and listen to you guys in order for me to deliver and give you the things that you want to know about or talk about the things that you need to be more educated on. And that's really awesome because this is pretty much my dream life. I do what I like, and I spend my days doing what I like, and that's how my time is used. So this is a pretty solid dream of mine that I'm living. Sometimes I have creativity blocks, sometimes I'm not inspired, or I'm just simply not motivated by absolutely anything. And this is the one thing, that the one state that human beings have access to when things come to them easily. We're going to talk about flow. And flow is not the thing that, you know, oh my gosh, he's got such flow and she dances, or oh my gosh, he's so drippy, he's got the best flow for clothes. No. We're going to talk about flow, the state of consciousness where any activity feels effortless and you're so incredibly absorbed and engaged with it that you can be doing it for 10 hours and then you're going to realize and it's been only five minutes. Think about the last time that you did something that made you feel that way. In my case, I go into float state very fast when I'm doing something related to music, especially either spinning in my decks or dancing. I forget about absolutely anything and I'm just focused on feeling, sensing the music and expressing it through movement in my body. Flow happens to be the state that we're going to find in between boredom and anxiety. 
so, no sorry boredom and anxiety boredom goes under so we need an activity that is going to challenge us enough to not feel bored but that is going to come easily easily enough so that we feel challenged but not anxious something that for example makes us feel frustrated and that it's too hard for us to do we're just not going to like it right off the bat because we're just going to give up on it when we have something that is making us feel challenged and making us feel if i try this and if i practice a little more maybe i'm going to get to the next level is going to keep us engaged the whole time so that is flow flow happens to artists when they're painting flow happens to people when they're playing video games flow happens to people when they're doing sports for some reason you just get into this state that just sucks you in and then all of a sudden it's been so long of time and then you realize and you're like oh my gosh i've been doing this for the past three hours and it just feels like it's been two minutes that's what flow is there is ten thousand research documents and papers that talk about flow and how it is helping the neurophysiological skills and improving the neurophysiological skills that we need in the 21st century to be able to thrive and to be able to operate and to be able to have an abundant life those skills are creativity efficiency uh, motivation learning productivity so that's what flow helps you achieve flow it's a process and a state that is going to kick in all those practices because all of those things that i just mentioned are going to come so much easy to you if you are in flow state this is considered a superpower because of what it does to the brain and the body the effect that this neurochemical potion that is created full of serotonin endorphins dopamine uh, norepinephrine all of these things are just in your head and they're making you feel this specific way that you don't feel elsewhere, only when you're in flow state. Not to mention the fact that your brain waves are going to slow down. And that same state is going to feel like when you just wake up. And we're just when you're just waking up, your alpha uh, theta brain waves are going to kick in. And when you're in flow state, you're going to have your theta and delta brainwaves. So the same state of feeling kind of like asleep, but at the same time, very focused is like a whole mix of it and is going to potentialize how productive and effective you are at doing this specific activity. Flow is going to enhance the performance of the brain at crazy levels like super powerful levels superhero shit so yes yeah, you might be excited because if you think that i'm going to teach you how to achieve flow you're thinking oh my gosh if i watch this video or if i listen to the, this podcast i'm going to have the antidote to all of my problems and technically that would be the case the only thing is that we live in this day and age and is not so easy not a, not as easy as it sounds at least the way that we exist and operate is never conducing for us to access to flow we're pretty much avoiding flow at all times because of this the amount of distraction instant gratification um, chronic stress and stimuli that this is going to give us 
is always representing a flow blocker. This is the biggest flow blocker out there. And this is the thing that we use the most on our daily basis. Okay, all of this information is pretty much based on research that I have done and books that I have read. The main specific book and the pioneer of this whole flow concept is going to be Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. He wrote a book called Flow. Flow and the Sociology of Optimal Experience by Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. I've also done a lot of research from Stephen Coppler and Ryan Doris. Pretty much they are the pioneers in this day and age of the same concept of flow. And they have discovered that many more triggers and that many more specific details and things that we can do in order to achieve this state of consciousness. So go grab a pen and a pencil. Then when you're back, just stop this now, go grab it. Okay, and now I'm going to take apart every single one of the pillars and tell you about it so that we can attempt to get into this work state. First, we're going to talk about the flow blockers. Second, we're going to have the flow proneness. Third, we're going to have the flow triggers. And last but not least, we're going to address the flow cycle. What is a flow blocker? As I told you just now, your phone is, a flow, is the main flow blocker that we can possibly have. But we carry our phones everywhere we go, which means that we're not fully there 100% in the present moment pretty much ever. There's a thing that Ryan Doris was talking about um, and the way he explains flow. And it's a specific exercise and like a hack that they do. And it's called flow before phone. So this pretty much is talking about you getting into your float state first thing in the morning so depending on the priority level of the task that you have to do you're going to set it open your eyes and just get to work from two to three hours before even looking at your phone or touching it this is easier said than done because we are ingrained and programmed with this thirst of dopamine the second that we wake up you open your eyes and 15 seconds in you're already thinking about tasks stimulation planning and your brain and your theta waves um, sorry your brain waves are going to increase speed so you're not going to be feeling in flow state anymore. You're literally taking yourself out of flow state the second that you open your eyes in the morning through your phone. This is a practice. So if you try and do this in the morning tomorrow, you wake up and you say, okay, I'm going to put an alarm at 9 a.m. if I wake up at 6 and I'm only going to focus on work from 6 to 9 in the morning and not touch my phone, it is going to be uncomfortable. But if you're able to practice this, you're going to start feeling it as a more familiar thing and activity and behavior that you're going to start needing as the days go by. And not just that, but the fact that you're practicing this and making it a habit, you're going to start craving it. And this is going to overwrite and just kind of cancel out the addiction that you have for your phone the second that you open your eyes. So after flow blockers, we're going to have flow proneness. Proneness is the tendency or the likelihood of doing something. So flow proneness is referring to 
how likely you are to actually get into flow state even after you have removed the blockers which would be the phone say that you wake up and then you put your phone away you're trying to work but you're sitting there and it's just such a hard thing because nothing comes to mind you're trying to work it's difficult you're not inspired you're not really feeling any different for us to achieve flow proneness we need to make our physiology psychology environment surroundings everything conducive to do the one thing that we need to do so for example if we have um if we did the phone thing that we don't you know we're not using our phones as we wake up we should be getting to work within the 90 seconds after we open our eyes first of all everyone is sleeping at this time no one is really going to need to have access to you or bother you because the whole world is just waking up now second of all as i told you before your brain waves when you're asleep and you're just half asleep and waking up are the same waves that you have in your brain when you're in flow state so the delta and theta brain waves are very much like the alpha theta brain waves that you need to be in flow state so pretty much you're hacking your brain to know that you're going to wake up your brains are going your brain waves are going to be slow so you're going to be able to just shift right away from flow because you're half asleep and the second that you start typing or focusing on this specific task you're going to be able to be and get absorbed by it and engage on it a lot easily okay now that we have removed the phone which is the main flow blocker and that we have somehow accommodated the conditions in order for us to improve the flow proneness what comes next it's going to be the flow triggers what are the preconditions or things that are going to make you get into this flow state so the more triggers you have the deeper you will be able to get in your flow state the longest you'll be able to sustain it and the more you will enjoy it certain activities are just very um, abundant when it comes to flow triggers for example when we dance when we um, do any sort of sport when we're surfing golfing or when you're playing some sort of video game things that you tend to somehow enjoy more than others things that give you automatically that um, those like happy hormones that give you the hit of dopamine serotonin endorphins those are activities that more likely are going to be able to get you into flow a little faster. So the first triggers that Mihai talks about in his book are um, specific goals. The second one is going to be immediate feedback. And then the third one is going to be challenge skills balance. And he also spoke about the four F's in between flow. The four F's is going to be focus, freedom, what was the other one? Feedback and 4%. I'm going to explain to you what these are. So first of all, for the triggers, we're going to talk about focus. When we're doing so many things and we have this scattered, for example, we wake up and we go eat breakfast and we talk to our mom and then we have our boyfriend calling us and then we have to go walk the dog before we go to class or get to work, whatever it is, we are paying attention, multitasking, doing a thousand things all at once. And the first thing that we need to do is single focus in one thing. 
So instead of scattered attention, scattered focus and so many things, we have to just narrow it down and just choose the one activity that we're going to focus on. Within the focus, we obviously are going to need a specific goal. With this specific activity that we're going to engage in, what are we trying to achieve? For example, let's talk about producing music. We go to the studio and we're trying to create a beat for a song, okay? Let's talk about my friend Angel. He is a DJ and he also produces beats and creates music. Um, so he goes to the studio and he wants to get into flow state because he has to be extremely productive because he has to turn some beats in for tomorrow and he didn't start yet, so he's stressed. Okay, the first thing that he's going to do is he go he's going to block the first flow blocker, which is his phone. He's going to put his phone away. He's going to, the first exercise that he's going to attempt to do is that he's going to put some headphones on so he removes all the surrounding distractions, external distractions, and he's going to listen to a song that is going to allow him to narrow down his focus in that one specific song in the sounds and the melody and he's just gonna focus in it after he does that he's going to automatically start doing his thing which is creating the instrumentals and putting the things together in the specific program that producers use i'm not sure what they use but after narrowing down his focus he's gonna start and jump into whatever task or activity he has chosen to engage in as his specific goal. So we had focus, focus on, now we have freedom. Freedom is talking about the process of self-sabotaging. Human beings, when they're creating, they can get frustrated and they can criticize their process, their progress. They might think, for example, Angel might start, you know, adding the, the sounds and he's like, this is not sounding good and I have been sitting here for 15 minutes and this sucks. I'm not doing a good job. The second that you start self-sabotaging yourself, you're taking yourself away from the likelihood to keep into flow state so you have to avoid this freedom talks about allowing yourself to make mistakes and not see them as mistakes but mainly see them as an exploration and as a part of the process that is going to take you to the specific way that you're going to take in order to achieve your goal so now that we have focus and freedom we also have feedback okay now that we addressed focus and that we addressed freedom we're going to address feedback for example angel is listening and he's getting a feedback from the sounds that he is creating because he's able to play them as he put them together so he knows if they are sounding good or not so that's a feedback he's taking action in response of the information that he's receiving through the sounds that he's listening and as he continues the process of creation of the beats he's gonna know if they're gonna work or not and the last but not least is going to be the four percent what is the four percent the four percent has to do with the idea that if you're engaging in an activity that is demanding four percent more of the skills that you currently have you're going to more likely be more stimulated and engaged 
because if something is too easy for you as i was saying before you're going to get bored but it's if something is four percent harder than the thing that you're used to do then your skill that is normal for you you're going to be able to know that if you work hard enough you're going to be able to achieve the next thing so it is that sweet spot that is going to allow you to be fully absorbed in the dynamic or in the activity because it is just fun is not either bored or is not something that is causing you anxiety or frustration because it is too hard it's achievable so now that we have talked about flow blockers flow proneness flow triggers we're going to have the flow cycle just so you know being in a flow state is not black or white you're not going to feel like it caught me i am in a flow state no it is a spectrum that is a big gray area with many tones and hues of the same gray that is obviously going to achieve black and achieve white at some point in the process but it's not like a light switch it's like a dimming of light the first phase of the flow cycle is going to be struggle and this is one of the most important phases of this all because this is where pretty much all of us are stuck and if you're not able to overcome this specific phase you're never going to experience flow the specific neurochemistry that is involved with this stage of the process of the flow cycle is packed with norepinephrine and cortisol because it is hard because you're sitting down starting to work and you might not want to be there and it everything is hard and you're just like realizing that you have to get this done there is going to be a lot of bumps and it's going to feel hard but you have to stay there you have to power it through push it through you're going to feel uncomfortable and the discomfort that is going to push you to avoid the task is what's going to stop this whole process. Most people spend their whole lives dropping in and out of the struggle phase, never, ever, ever pushing through and never powering through and never improving and never um, overcoming it. Besides trying to be persistent in order to get shit done, there is something called attention span stretching and this is something that a lot of people that for example are meditating practice at the beginning when you try to sit down you're thinking and you're thinking that you're thinking and you shouldn't be thinking because you're meditating so you give up two minutes in because you say maybe this is just not for me but those who are able to power through the struggle and really persist through it are the ones that are going to end up meditating for 45 minutes one day if you don't fuck up at the beginning, you're never going to master something. Failure is the first step of actually achieving stuff. So for example, if you're trying to meditate for 10 minutes, but you didn't make it to the 10 minutes and you made it to 7, then that's fine. Next day, try to make it till 8. And then the next day to 9 minutes. And then the next day to 10 minutes. It is some muscle that you have to work on just like the reps at the gym when you're putting some weight on it is the same thing you're pretty much training your attention capacity whatever it is that you're trying to achieve try to do a little more every day you're stretching that span of attention day by day 
And as you persist and you keep on doing it, your brain is going to start enjoying the new activity, the new behavior that you're adapting. And it's going to start releasing a lot of dopamine. And this is going to pop yourself out of the stage of struggle. And you're going to go on the stage of releasing. When you're releasing and kind of letting go of this struggle and um, resistance, you're going to go straight into flow. And the flow state is the one state that we've been talking about this whole time. So after struggle, you have to keep on pushing through in order to achieve flow. That's the hardest part here. So keep in mind that if you're able to master struggle and if you're able to stretch the attention spam that you're doing, that you're using when it comes to doing a specific activity, you're going to be able to achieve flow, okay? When flow kicks in, what happens in your brain is that the prefrontal cortex is going to deactivate in order for you to be able to more efficiently, instinctively, and rapidly um, kind of start triggering decision-making. During the flow state that you're going to achieve, your prefrontal cortex of your brain is going to deactivate itself so that you're able to uh, do some decision making on a more rapid, uh, efficient and extensive way. So, you know, when things just feel somehow easy, when ideas just kind of come and when you get downloads, when you're like writing stuff or painting things and you don't know where it's coming from, but it's somehow working. This is the flow state. And I'm going to dare to say that this is when you are fully connected to your divinity and your complexity and your essence that you're able to read all the things that you're meant to be doing because pretty much what you are as a human being is that you're a tool that is being used and that through you magic and things are, are happening after we have achieved the flow state and after we have created masterpieces through it we're going to encounter the recovery phase so as its name is suggesting it, is the process where we're recuperating all the exertion of energy that we have used. This is where the replenishment of the extensive neurochemistry process that has happened in your brain settles in you. And this is when your body and your brain start integrating the activity, the new activity, the new skills that you have acquired. I practiced flow um, around two months ago in a very intentional way. I was in Medellin on my own, I believe that for around five weeks. And two of those five weeks, I was waking up at 6.30 in the morning, I would open my eyes and within the 90 seconds of opening my eyes, I would grab my computer and start typing. It's crazy to think about the fact that when I go back and read the things that I wrote, it's almost like something or someone different from me was kind of just using my fingers to type it out. Um, a lot of artists have used this, that they try to fall asleep and right before they fall asleep, you know, there is some sort of thing that wakes them up and they can start creating right away. The use that we can have when our brain waves are slow is absolutely insane and magical. This is when the magic happens. I remember in Montreal, I would sleep with a notepad and some pencil. And when I was always half asleep, I would have these ideas and I would try to kind of open my eyes and write them down. And when I would fully wake up, 
when I would read it, it was just so brilliant or so beautiful or so inspired. It's like there was this higher intelligence that was operating through me where I was able to, that I was able to materialize through my physical form. <laughs> Those who know me, my friends have, well, had seen my wall. It was full of sticky notes with thoughts that I had written when I was half asleep. So there you have it. This is what flow is all about. And I do call it a superpower because I believe that this is where magic happens within human beings. And uh, that all the big ones, Einstein, Marie Curie, uh, people from Amazon, all the big companies, Toyota, Disney, they have used this specific technique, this specific state of consciousness in order to unlock a superior level of human discipline and creation and productivity and it's so simple what flow can give us is just the enjoyment of the hard tasks and things that we can do in life and imagine that we didn't have to wait for the weekend in order to actually enjoy what we do what we create our ideas and we can just have it right there and then by command that's some badass stuff so let me know if you are able to practice it thank you so much for listening to me and i will see you next week bye